the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. And I certainly never would have had any struggle in defining my womanhood. And quite frankly, any woman who has any issue in defining her womanhood has an agenda that's anti-woman. And we're going to spend a lot of time in our open talking about that tonight. But we got other topics we're going to get into because I'm not just obsessed with my womanhood. No, I can actually focus on other things beside my fabulousness as a woman. We're actually, hopefully, no promises, but we're hopefully going to get a hold of a Ukrainian refugee in a few moments to get his perspective on what's going on over there, what it's like to be a refugee. Hopefully, I might even get some answers as to some truth as to really good guy or bad guy. What's the extent of it on the one to 10 scale uh, for Zelensky? So much breaking economic news that I'm glad that Wednesday means the man, the financial thought doctor is going to be here He's going to help us break down all the different ways that the Democrats are rushing to help you with the gas crisis that all just piggyback right off of my my open last night, which had to do with the top 10 reasons that the Ukraine-Russian war is really about the Great Reset and an economic opportunity for the new world order. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight, 888-344-1170. And I'm even going to open up the phones to you dudes out there. It doesn't even have to be women. But I'm really not interested in hearing from anybody who thinks that it's a biologist who gets to decide what's a woman. And I tell you who knows what a woman is. And he doesn't need anybody to, uh, he doesn't need a biologist to tell him what a woman is. And it's the man who appreciates all women, in particular me. It is DJ Potato Skins. Yesterday, I met in this very room with DJ Potato Skins. DJ I appreciate all women, especially UAK and my fiance listening out there. I appreciate her to the moon, and I am all man. That's right, and I guarantee you the soon-to-be Mrs. Skins uh, wouldn't have any trouble answering nope. that question. And so um, you heard the clip. You heard that Marsha Blackburn, everybody's talking about it today, asked her to define what a woman was. Oh, <laughs> She literally did, did did some dopey Columbo impersonation, scratching her head like, how do I come up with an answer for what is a woman, right? I mean, it's like, I'm I'm not a biologist. Oh, okay. Well, was that just a really not particularly clever way to try to avoid answering the question, which was really an answer? Not That non-answer was an answer, by the way. But I actually think it was even more than that. Clearly, she didn't want to answer that question because she is the Marxist plant. Uh, and, and how interesting that um, here she is. And by the way, it's the left. They're all about their days, right? It went from, you know, uh, Pride Day to, you know, Pride Week and Pride Month. And now it's Pride Year, right? Um, you know, there are, so it, this is the National Women's History Month, right? And Biden was very proud in nominating the first black, what would be the first black woman on the Supreme Court. And yet she can't even say what. <laughs> 
<laughs> what a woman is. Is she really that dumb? I mean, is Harvard? I mean, I know Harvard's really gone down uh, the affirmative, uh, you know, diversity admissions program to where they're not even requiring much by way of academic, uh, you know, um, eligibility. But back when she got into Harvard, that was back supposedly when they had standards for admissions. I don't think she's stupid. I just think she's really bad at trying to pretend that she's not a far left Marxist, right? But it even is worse than that. I don't think anybody has actually seen it the way that I see it. Because, of course, in addition to being a woman, I'm also one that kind of I, – I, I, I am kind of odd. I, I kind of see things other people don't see, right? Well, you always look just like the financial thought doctor. You look a level deeper. I do look a level deeper. And I don't think it was a coincidence and I don't think it was an offhand remark that she said that it would take a biologist to, to make that definition. I think it's because if you look at the left and their cultural Marxist movement and how this COVID thing has played out, as well as the LBGT tyrannical movement that is involved in pushing pornography on children, sexualizing children and recruiting them into transgenderism, right? Uh, that in combination with COVID is about what? It's about having unelected bureaucratic scientists deciding everything for our nation, right? Fauci. Yeah. So, um, you know, before I sing, I am woman anymore. Uh, you know, before Billy Joel continues to sing, she's only, she's always a woman to me. Isn't that the Billy Joel classic? And I love that song. Right. Or how about my favorite Shaka Khan song? I'm every woman, right? Or Roy Orbison with the pretty woman walking down the street. I mean, all classics. Yeah. All classics. Are we going to have to have some unelected biologist, you know, review all the songs Can't about women? To those songs. Yeah. We, we, who's going to sit and watch all the, all the, you know, music videos back from the 80s she's got legs she knows how to use them right oh, i think was- they're rebranding the green m&m too yeah uh, it, we, exactly right so um that's exactly what was going on today and let me tell you something this has been a progressive attack she is the worst of the worst because she represents this one nominee represents the entire evil movement that is about the attack on the souls and the hearts and the minds of our children in this country, as well as the attack on women in particular. And if you didn't get that she is about furthering the Leah Thomases of the world at the expense of your children, wake the blank up. If you didn't get that all this talk about her enabling and, and, and apologizing and sympathizing with, ch- with pedophiles. And what Ted Cruz described today in the cases, like one guy with toddlers, sadomasochistic videos with toddlers, and she gave that person months. If you didn't get that she as a part of is there to advance the war on our children, the recruitment of five-year-olds into transgenderism, putting them on puberty blockers and mutilating their bodies, all for their cultural Marxist movement. If you didn't get it before, when are you going to get it? Right? It went, look at the, look at the, the progression. Uh, in 2012, it was Mitt Romney's got binders full of women when he was talking about resumes, right? That was the Republicans. Exactly. The Republicans are waging a war on women, right? Then in 2016, somebody pointed out today, 2016, uh, was all about, you know, um, believe all women, right? Believe all women. Um, and, 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 and Trump just handled that beautifully when he brought all the women accusers of Clinton well, of down, down to the front row of the debate. 
Right. Oh, by the way, I didn't even have a chance uh, to think yesterday, and I might as well throw it in now. Stormy Daniels lost her lawsuit and was ordered by the courts to pay Trump $300,000. Winning. Hashtag winning. Right. So that was 2016, right? That was the believe all women. And now it's, I'm not a biologist, so I don't know what a woman is. This cultural Marxist movement has been, uh, you know, and the old, who remembers the old Concord planes, right? That used to fly from, I think, New York City to Paris, France, in like an hour and a half or something. Those don't fly anymore. I always wanted to fly on the Concord, right? Those don't fly anymore. And you know what? This should not be flying with the American people. It is incredibly disturbing to me that this woman who had the gall to sit there and lie and lie and lie and actually get angry that the Republican Party so, uh, a few Republicans, anyway, the ones that aren't like Ben Sass that couldn't, you know, couldn't control himself from licking her shoes, uh, or, or Tillis, who, you know, didn't even seem to know where he was at. I mean, is it, it, you know, his Joe Biden impersonation was quite frankly embarrassing. But the complaints from Democrats that that made such false allegations with Stormy Daniels and with uh, Stormy Daniels attorney Avenatti a uh, false accusing Brett Kavanaugh of gang rape to the point to where he was no longer able to te- to coach girls basketball which was uh, you know it, it, which was a passion of his that child protective services people were calling for them to remove his children from his home and yeah you got a problem with her being questioned over and over and over again about the fact that she won 100% of the time. How many times did she lie today and say, oh, I sentenced 150 people, but Ted Cruz had to say, but only nine or 10 of them were sexual predators. And this is 100% of the way that you sentenced these dirtbags. And it was with 100% accuracy. It was the least amount of time that she could give them. Cruz has been great over the last couple of days. He has. And 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 I'm going to repeat what I said on Newsmax this morning. They have been far too deferential to her. I wouldn't be whipping out my Miss Manners Guide to Etiquette if I was questioning a woman who, who apologized to a child predator. And the only collateral damage to which she refer- referenced was to the, convic- the conviction and how that affected his family. And I certainly would not have been polite to her like Marsha Blackburn was yesterday when she refused to answer the question of what is a woman. But I did like Marsha Blackburn today with her calling her out. The Democrats today tried to say, you don't need a judicial philosophy. You don't need a judicial philosophy. Well, yeah, you do. And her not being honest about what hers was shows everything. Just like her non-answer about being a woman was an answer. We're going to finish up talking about... uh, KBJ with this clip from Marsha Blackburn. You once wrote that every judge has, and I quote, personal hidden agendas, end quote, then influence how they decide cases. So I can only wonder, what's your hidden agenda? Is it to let violent criminals, cop killers, and child predators back to the streets? Ding, ding, ding. Is it to restrict parental rights and expand government's reach into our schools ding, ding, and ding. our private family decisions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it to support the radical left's attempt to pack the Supreme Court? Mm-hmm. You have praised the 1619 Project, which argues the U.S. is a fundamentally racist country. And mm-hmm. you have made clear that you believe judges must consider critical race theory when deciding how to sentence criminal defendants. Is it your personal hidden agenda to incorporate critical race theory into our legal system? These are answers 
that the American people need to know. I think we already got all those answers quite loudly. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got more on the other side of the break. We're hopefully, fingers crossed, we're going to be able to get a hold of a Ukrainian refugee and get his perspective on life after Ukraine and what he's hearing on the ground there. So stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We tried, and uh, we really wanted to bring somebody uh, who had fled Ukraine to give their perspective, particularly on the Zelensky thing, because uh, since he fled Ukraine, you know, there's lots of questions about Zelensky, a lot of reasonable concerns, and I was really hoping to get his perspective. So maybe another night we'll get that for you, because, uh, you know, President uh, Biden is on his little, who remembers that? What was it, Ted and excellent Bill and Ted? Bill and Ted, that's excellent adventure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that Biden has left, you know, it's not Joe and Kamala's excellent adventure over there. I think he's, I think he's wisely left Kamala here. Um, but is he any better, uh, you know, speaking on it's the- a, Honestly, a tough call. It is. And there's a lot of speculation about why Saki's not going, right? Some people are saying, look, she, you know, um, she's, uh, you know, pretending she's got the covid so she doesn't have to go over there maybe because she doesn't want to have to answer she'll circle any, back well right uh, maybe she doesn't want to have to answer any questions on you know about hunter biden um but he's going over there reportedly to um make a request for peace um to meet with nato members on the eve of that Zelensky has called for quote unrestricted nato aid um, he is calling on the, alli- the alliance to provide, quote, effective and unrestricted support to Ukraine. And this is uh, according to Newsmax, including any weapons the country needs to fend off the Russian invasion. Quote, we ask that the alliance declare that it will fully assist Ukraine to win this war, clear our territory of the invaders and restore peace in Ukraine. He went on to say, we will see who is a friend, who is a partner and who has sold out and betrayed us. Together, we should not allow Russia to break anyone in NATO, the EU or G7 to break them and drag them to the side of war. Look, I know that uh, whatever you think of Zelensky, if he is the person people say he is and he cares about his people over there and he's fighting and they're fighting for their lives, I can understand his emotions, but I don't know that, uh, you know, um, a- approaching it that way to the United States, who has always been the world's military, but but has has got to learn a lesson about being dragged into war. It's not Russia who's dragging anybody into war at this point. Quite frankly, it's Ukraine trying to gra- drag us into war. And I have not said we shouldn't be supplying any aid I w- in military or otherwise. And in, in, in mili- by military, I say weapons. Um, but we have to be careful. It was Barack Obama who funneled. Let me remind you guys of what uh, the what the ambassador was doing over in Benghazi. He actually was not at an embassy. He was actually in an outpost and he was running guns over to rebels in Syria. And we got sucked into something where we had to this day. I have no idea who the good guys were, if oh, there were any or bad guys over there. Right. And how many Americans died? We cannot afford to be emotionally dragged into into any war on any side at this point. Or we're going to be looking at another 20 years and more trillions of dollars. Uh, We've got to start learning the lessons there. And I think that what what we needed to do was was do all that we could in advance to stop Russia, not feeding and and, and encouraging him and enabling him. You just said it. And Biden all but invited him in. 
Absolutely. And we talked about the reasons why last night, because it's a part of the New World Order, which people are talking about today. And he said on his excellent adventure over there, when he was asked, hey, you, your revelation yesterday in the New World Order was kind of big. Are you going to bring that up to NATO? And he's like, I'm going to hit him in the face with it. So, you know, yeah. Um, at the same time, and, and, and coming up, we're going to be talking uh, to Elhoff about which ties into last night. So many of the t- the ten thing, the ten signs that the Russian Ukraine war was about the Great Reset had to do with economic stuff. The central key element within all of that was the push for green energy. This has paved the way for them to push for green energy. And then in the course of breaking the backs of us economically and breaking people's pocketbooks, then they can make us dependent. And so one of the things we're going to be talking about with Elhoff coming up later is how they're going now using this. And the plans are underway from Joe Biden as well as here in California with this gas crisis that they manufactured, how they're now going to use that to make you dependent. But but, but that's coming up uh, with Elhoff. In the meantime, I want to shift gears to some other news, something else that was was asked about quite and, – and there was today in the hearings with um, KBJ, people are calling her now, um, was – she had said when she was asked about, I think it was Marsha Blackburn had asked her about when the, um, that Roe v. Wade had an element of, um, uh, whether or not somebody could serve a viability. When could a child survive outside the womb? And back in, in the early seventies, we didn't have the technology we have now. So she's asking her, when do you think that the child's viable outside the womb? And she does this whole, gee, I don't know thing. And then later on, I think it was Ted Cruz who's going through the fact that she was actually at, at um, What's it called when they clerk? She was actually a clerk for Justice Breyer at a time in which there was a case being heard that had to do with what? Late term abortion and viability, right? So again, that's just another example of her lying and obfuscating, not doing it particularly well. Uh, Quite frankly, there was nothing that made, you know, I'm sitting there today watching her and Ted Cruz go at it. And I'm thinking, how did both of these people get into Harvard? Because only one of them is displaying uh, the the intellectual ca- capacity to get into at the time they were both there, the the top law school in the land, uh, right? Um, you know, L, to say L Woods seems more capable than what I saw from this from this woman is is to not be facetious. So there's and there's breaking abortion news. A couple of weeks ago, we reported to you about how Maryland has a, a has a bill that they're going to propose that was to be argued on the fifteenth to allow under the uh, uh, the you know, there's such wordsmiths the left are under the term perinatal rights, perinatal reproductive rights, meaning after a child's born, a woman can either kill her child or allow her child to die, right? Well, never to be outdone. Gavin Newsom, in addition to um, uh, coming up with a plan to make abortion, not just to make us the sanctuary state for abortion, where if you're in Texas, you know, come here and we'll pay for you to come here and put you up in a hotel to get your abortion. Um, he's now um, got a new law that will prohibit health plans and insurers from imposing a copay, deductible, or other cost-sharing requirements for abortion and abortion-related services. It will also restrict them from imposing utilization management practices on covered abortion and abortion-related services. Um, and that is not free. 
that we will all have to pay that cost for that. But you think about this. If you're a single mom and you got to pay co-pays to take your kid in who fell and broke a bone, but another woman doesn't have to pay a co-pay when she gets an elective procedure because she didn't take her birth control pill. You think about that. You think about who's really about equity, right? But it gets even worse on the part of Newsom. You know, he had set up his future of abortion council um, because, you know, we just need, you know, highly paid people to be sitting around thinking about all the ways in which they can kill children, right? So they've added new language to AB 2223 last week, and the proposed legislation would shield a mother from civil and criminal charges for any, quote, actions or omissions related to her pregnancy, including miscarriage, stillbirth, or abortion, or perinatal death, using the same language from Maryland. Although definitions of perinatal death vary, all of them include the demise of newborns seven days or more after birth. As one, um, I don't know who this quote comes from, uh, many different uh, legal experts have, have talked about uh, this. Attorney Nada Hagera said, under the guise of reproductive health, this bill seeks to decriminalize killing babies, not only in the womb, but also even after the baby is born. This is the most extreme anti-life bill in California history. It legalizes infanticide. Plain and simple. Here's another quote. I don't know who said this. In California, under AB 2223, former Philadelphia abortionist Kermit Gosnell, who murdered three infants born alive after botched abortions, could not be prosecuted. And incredibly, someone like Gosnell, who helped a California mother kill her newborn after birth, will actually have a cause of action to sue police for investigating the matter if AB 2223 becomes law. Could we be any more depraved as a nation? This is absolute evil. This is demonic. I, 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 I don't have a, I don't possess the words. No, I mean, I mean you see people doing I, right in like states like Idaho where they're signing, you know, a, a Texas style bill banning abortion after six weeks. And then there's this nonsense. I don't want to. I don't. I, we, uh, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because you think about Texas and what Idaho is doing. And, and, and maybe it's time for us to split this country up because I'm not interested in bipartisanship. I'm not interested in reaching across the aisle with anybody that thinks it's okay to murder a child. It's, not, it's never okay. No, there is no excuse for this. This is depraved. It's demonic. We are fighting the forces of evil. America is in a battle of good versus evil. And evil is a nominee for the Supreme Court. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor. Not a great segue, but there it is. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Listen, before I go any further and bring in my man, uh, Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor, I got to give a shout out. Prayers to my peeps in Louisiana. I actually... Uh, know somebody who was really close, uh, lived close to where, fortunately she was not home, but she and her husband lived close to where that tornado struck um, in Araby, which is right next to Chalmette, where I got all kinds of cousins and people living. So uh, devastating seeing what, what happened down there and seeing the images of that tornado. So um, if you're listening, my Louisiana peeps, 
Y'all know how much I love you, and I'm thinking of you and 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 praying over y'all tonight. All right, um, it's hump day. It's that time of the week in which the financial thought doctor is here to give his diagnosis and his prescription for what y'all need to do with your money. And he joins me now. Hello, Dr. Dr. Elhoff. Hey, Dynamite. How are you? Well, I'm good. Um, I don't know if you have been, because you're busy, you know, saving saving people's uh, finances. But did you see this woman act as though she didn't know how to define a woman in front of the Supreme Court and saying, I'm not a biologist? Unfortunately, I saw that. <laughs> I know that you Navy boys. Listen, I know that you Navy boys, especially you you jet pilots, right? And backseaters. I know y'all know what a woman is, right? You know, really what you should have said was, you know, I can't tell these days. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been the best answer she could have done. Well, yeah. But I tell you, I thought it was unreal. Her answer was, you know, I'm not a biologist. Yeah, it was ridiculous. You know what I wish Marsha Blackburn had said back to her? Well, if you're not sure, how about you just you just give a look under, you know, go to the restroom and, and go into a stall and give a look at yourself. Because that's how, you know, most four-year-olds are able to tell what a girl. I mean, seriously, they were way too nice to this woman. She's a Marxist. It's ridiculous. All right. So speaking of ridiculous, now last night, um, I uh, you know, had um, day before yesterday, Joe Biden had come out and announced, "Hey, it's time for the new world order," and that was after Skins had found an article for me that talked about the ten signs that the Russian Ukraine war is about the Great Reset, and the long and the short of it, which you well know, is it's about the new world order, is about globalism, a global economy. It's about ushering us into digital currency, no cash society, and green energy, and and breaking the backs of us economically in order to make more and more people dependent. And I think that that's what's playing out with the gas crisis right now, right? They they, uh, intentionally created a gas crisis here that was happening before Putin went into Russia. Now it's gotten exacerbated and instead of them doing and they're sitting Biden sitting back scratching his head going gee there's lots of he had actually had a person say there's lots of menu items for us to think about but none of them are appetizing when we and and we don't really know what we can do so we're just going to have to send cash cards out to people but they won't open the pipeline that they, but they won't open the pipeline right right I, I tell you what You know, we all know this, most Americans know this, is that fossil fuels, coal, nuclear energy is the cheapest way to go going forward. It has the least amount of impact on what this perceived fabricated global warming is. Right. And what they're saying... I went through New Mexico a few years back, and there's a coal-burning plant there. And it was on, heated up. They had tons of coal uh, piled up next to it. And when I looked at the smokestacks, there was no smoke coming out of them. There was heat coming out of them, but no smoke. It was clear, clean. 
It was ridiculous. So all this crap about fossil fuels, coal, and especially, look at France. They get 70% of their energy from nuclear energy now. What is wrong with you people out there thinking that we need to be dependent upon foreign Oil. Well, not only that, but what the Biden administration has come out and said, White House officials, they've come out and said um, that all options are on the table. And here's the options. A gasoline tax holiday, which is nothing. Gas cards, which is only going to, you know, we've been talking about how the Fed's going to have to raise the interest rate in order to tackle inflation so that they can keep, you know, uh, the money, you know, uh, get money out of the supply because it's increased, I think, like 40%. So that's only going to make things worse by putting, whether it's in the form of a card or not, I mean, it's, it, it, you know, it's, it only exacerbates that problem. A relaxation of the Jones Act, um, which is a law that requires domestic cargo to be carried on American-made tankers using union labor, but they're saying they're not going to be willing to do that because it'll upset the labor unions. Um, they've they've issued a statement by saying that none of this is really going to work because the problem the way because it's not about gas, it's about reducing or or, or um, increasing the oil supply. Well, drill, baby, drill. We know that we're not stupid. That's what the Keystone Pipeline was for. It was going to bring the oil down. From from, from North America, right? That's why they shut down drilling permits because they want to. They wanted to decrease the supply of oil. Then they want to push green energy on us as part of the new world order, and they want to make us economically dependent. It is going to add to our thirty trillion dollar debt by giving four hundred dollar gas cards to every household. Elhoff, am I wrong? You're half wrong at all. It's absolutely ridiculous. They are trying to push us into this new green deal. And it's not economic at all. It's ridiculous. We don't need it. We can, and and I'm telling you, the United States is the cleanest power country in the world. Well, Elhoff, when Trump left office, we were energy independent. Yeah, and there's all kinds of yeah, and there's all kinds of memes going around to where it shows, you know, green grass and cows with the pipeline below it, right? But all these lithium, you know, these um, what do you call it? Where they're the the car batteries, the lithium batteries, but these big dig sites, right, where they're uh, digging. Uh, I can't remember with ex- excavation sites or whatever yeah. for, for for lithium. They're worse for the environment. They're worse for the environment, and and you know, totally. and it, it's ridiculous. It, you know that, and and they think we're stupid, but evidently there's a lot of Americans that are stupid. But ultimately, it's even bigger than that. They know if they can attack the low to middle uh, American worker and make them suffer enough that they will beg for government assistance. And then ultimately, like that article talked about the other night, making people dependent on the government gives them more and more power and ushers in power. And then it gets even worse. And I hate to hit you with breaking news, Elhoff, but I know you can handle it. Right before the show broke, um, breaking news was that Newsom, in addition to the Biden administration breaking our back with wanting to spend $400 gas cards to every American, Newsom is proposing his own $400 gas rebate payments to California vehicle owners on top of uh, as part of his $11 billion relief package that would include $400 to the owner of each registered vehicle up to two vehicles per person 
Also, $750 million in grants that would make public transit free for three months, up to $600 million to pause a part of the sales tax rate on diesel, and $523 million to pause the uh, the inflationary adjustment to gas and diesel excise tax rates. And you know what I call that? What? Slavery. Yep. That's what all these government programs are doing. They're keeping people down. They're saying, we'll take care of you. That's slavery. That is communist. That is socialist. That is, we'll give you, and our government, our big-ass government is going to take care of you. But just enough to survive. Yes. Not even that. Yeah. I mean, stop and think about it. If you look back at all, and there's a lot of people, men, women, that have figured it out that if I take this government handout, not a handout, yeah, it's a handout. Cheese, government cheese. Exactly right. Then I'm, I am indebted to the government. I'm indebted to the man. I'm company store, as they used to call it back in the days. And that is slavery. Well, yeah, not only that, but you're not, there There won't be anybody, that in combination with how they're destroying our education system and people coming out with degrees that they can't get a job with and they've destroyed manufacturing and look at look at how dependent we are, are back to being so dependent on China right now for everything. People aren't going to be, they're going to, as part of this great reset, a new world order, they're going to be destroying. Uh, right now, we've got more jobs than we've got people looking for jobs, but that ain't going to be the case going forward. We're going to have a destruction of our job market. And it's, you know, then on top of it, as part of this new world order, it is the Klaus Schwab or whatever his name is. You'll own nothing and be happy. Here's some more breaking news today out of San Diego. The city council is, is um, pondering uh, uh, to do something to stop something called no fault evictions. And this is where the owner of a property decides he wants to move back into his property and not rent it anymore, either because he wants to move back in or because he wants to sell it. That is that is that is the government seizing control of somebody's private property. That's the beginning of you'll own nothing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, the bigger the government, the smaller the person. Folks, you need to understand that concept right there. The reason why America became great, the founding fathers said, we want a small, big government. This big government or the national government was to provide protection from outside sources. That was it. The rest of it was handed over to the states to take care of yourselves and all that. Not the bigger. Listen, the bigger the government, folks, the smaller the person. Well, not only only to, to the point to where. We're 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 literally at the point of being peasants when we've got local people telling you you don't have the right to move back into your home. Totally, that is that, astounding. Yes, it is totally. When you can't take control of your own personal property, your own real estate, your own accounts, you know, and like what happened up in Canada where. 
Canada said that, okay, you're supporting the truckers. We're going to confiscate your bank accounts. Right. Right. I mean, come on. And 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 before long, it will be well in the interest of equity. You, your family doesn't need two cars. This family over here doesn't have one. We, you know, we're going to take your your car away from you, right? I mean, why why wouldn't they stop there? How is that any different from telling a homeowner you don't have the right to end a lease with with a tenant and move back into your property? That's the same thing as saying, well, you don't have the right to, you know, somebody stole your car because their family needs one. You, you know, let them have the car. You don't have the right to take that back. I don't really see any difference. It'll be redistribution of every kind of wealth you could have, every kind of property. Well, that's what the communists and that's what socialism does. And that's why. But I tell you what, I think America is waking up today. They're waking up and saying, we're not going to take this anymore. We need to get to November and change the tide of this country. Dave, but are and, enough waking up? Well, you know they are. Well, I don't. One of the things I said last night after this great reset story was, I don't know how I don't know how we can we can fight that. You know, it, we we have to get uh, well. We have to get elected officials in. That, and we, right now, the Republican establishment is on board with the new world. You know, Paul Ryan was all about open borders and a global society and all that kind of stuff. We've got to get Republicans in that are actually going to, 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 that are actually America first. And that especially includes economic policies. But as individuals, we can be fighting it ourselves and making good decisions about our own money. And I don't know. Um, what that means in terms of them pushing to go, you know, to a cashless society, if everybody should go out and sell their home right now or what. But, you know, because right now, if I had rental property and I'm looking at the city thinking about telling me that I can't move back in and do what I want with it, I might be I might be thinking about selling it. But then you might think that that would be a bad move. So people need to meet with you and, you know, have you assess their situation. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and the way you get in touch with me, it's a conversation you got to have. 619-548-0965. Call me. Have a conversation of what are your challenges because there are solutions out there. Believe it or not, regardless of how bad it gets, there are solutions. 619-548-0965. And don't necessarily just because of the story tonight think, oh, I- I'm going to go sell my, you know, my rental property right now. Um, you oh. know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't panic. See, that's the thing that most of us do if we don't have any financial e- expertise, right? Is that we panic and then we rush and we make we make bad decisions because we don't have the right, uh, you know, a person with expertise in our life. And so that's why I invited El Hoff to come and do these news you can use segments, not just because he makes me laugh and I like him and, you know, he agrees with me politically. <laughs> and he and El Hoff, remember, AK was right about Trump. That's right. That's right. And, and I, I'm all right woman. about it long in advance and I always give her credit. That's she true. Nailed it. That's true. You do. All right. Thank you for being here, my dear. Appreciate you. Thank you. Go get them. Thanks, honey. Y'all stay tuned. We got more coming up. Don't go away. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. A.K. Dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her. 
She's on the answer, San Diego. A2 Home Depot. A little Shakespeare reference there. I'm I'm old enough to remember Home the founder of Home Depot during the Obama administration talking about how with all the taxation and regulation, he could not have founded Home Depot, right? Well, evidently, he's gone from being a capitalist to going woke. Um, at least the organization is. Home Depot, the company has. Uh, Libs of TikTok uh, published a package that they have going around at Home Depot called Leading Practices, Unpacking Privilege. How clever, Home Depot. Unpacking Privilege. Privilege is a noun, a special benefit or advantage that may be earned or unearned. Note, a person may or may not be aware that they are benefiting from privilege. Their social privilege and white privilege. Societal ben- privileges that benefit white people beyond what is commonly experienced by people of color under the same social, political, and economic circumstances, what privilege looks like. If you're confident that the police exist to protect you, you have white privilege. If while growing up, college was an expectation of you, not a dream, you have class privilege. If you can expect time off from work to celebrate your religious holidays, you have Christian privilege. If you can use public bathrooms without stairs, fear, or anxiety, you have cisgender privilege. I've been stared out in the bathroom many times because I had a particularly unflattering hairdo, maybe, or an ugly outfit, or sometimes women just stare. Anyway, I go on. If you don't have to worry about how to get into a store, you have able-bodied privilege. If you don't have to explain that your spouse is of the same gender, then you have heterosexual privilege. Oh. This is just making my head hurt. If you don't have to think about it, it's a privilege. Check your privilege. And they have boxes. White, male, class, Christian, cisgender, able-bodied, or heterosexual. Racism equals racial prejudice plus power. Um, This is absolutely heinous to me. It's disgusting. It is. Um, This, you know, um, is discriminatory against white people. It is discriminatory by class. In every way. It is divisive. This is cultural Marxism at, at work, and there's absolutely no place for it. There are laws on the books that protect people from being fired because of their race, from being fired because of their heteros- their uh, who they're married to and who they're having sex with. There is not any reason from a legal standpoint why this is happening at Home Depot. In fact, this should be illegal. Right? I mean, I don't know. Did the founder of Home, did he die? Or did he have a two-by-four fall and hit him on the head? Because you need to have your head examined if you're pushing this kind of crap in the workplace. Wow. Um, I don't like to go to Home Depot. Now I really don't like to go to Home Depot, and I won't. I've got other places I can shop. All right. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Elhoff. Thank you, Skins, for doing a great job on the show. We'll see you tomorrow night. Larry Clayman will be here. He actually argued cases in front of Katanji Brown-Jackson. We're going to hear his perspective. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.